The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. All right, heavens, and welcome in to Flipping Out Radio, the most American pod. Can't even talk already. The most American podcast. He's Mike Montone. I'm James Flippin. We're broadcasting from Jersey City this evening, which uh, just a few hours, I guess, shy of when we did start recording. Somebody was shot at a food court at a mall here in Jersey City, which I was thinking is a pretty fucking awful place to get shot. Wait, did that just happen? Yeah. Today? Just now. Like, uh, wasn't the Newport Mall? Was it, it was the Newport Mall. That's where I, I go there. I whenever I'm walking around there, I always I'm always like I wonder if I'm going to be there when when there the mall shooting is here. Really? You yeah. you now are you not being facetious? Like, I you really always, always thought this was a bad what, spot. No, it's not. But like Newport's a, not like a rough area. It's not a bad spot, like a gangster spot. But I just always. Whenever I'm walking around somewhere, I always like envision. I, I wonder if I'm going to be around when there's a mass shooting. Yeah. Well, I feel and, that way about the subway and a terrorist yeah. attack. Oh yeah. I'm. I, I'm. Isn't this uplifting, uh, folks? Isn't this nice? No, but Happy seriously. Happy New Year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's 2019, and somebody's been shot in a mall food court. But I mean, that's an awful place to get shot. You're breathing in the yeah general sows, uh, the cinnabon. Yeah. You know, the the salad bar or whatever. You're, you're incapacitated. And you're you dealing can't with even, gunshot. Can't even get up and get a snack. No. All with the New Jersey flavor. Mike brought up that he's been listening to a lot of the remix to ignition hot yeah. and fresh out the kitchen because because <laughs> r kelly is like all the well all the rage would be the wrong do way you to think describe the first it. time he fucked a teenager he was like now usually i don't do this <laughs> that's fucking terrible i mean honestly the one thing i don't really get about all right so here's the problem i have with the whole r kelly thing um, also, I'm very unsettled because I'm a, a Cowboys. So we're, we're broadcasting this from Mike's plays for the first. Right, yeah. No, well, for the second time. But now yeah, he's got a new a, setup. A and all your Cowboys, Cowboys stuff is out. At least the 1970s, 1980s cheerleader that clearly has a hairy muff. Oh, she's probably, that just got a huge bush. Huge bush. Because that was in back but then. Let me tell you something. The tales that bush could probably the tell. The tales that bush could tell. I'm looking yeah. at a poster of a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. And that's where that goes with the mind. But then you've got the little actual cowboy with the mascot thing and the, and the Cowboys football. It's just a lot to take. Oh, yeah. It's just a lot to take. So anyway. America's um, team. Yeah, right. Uh, the whole thing with R. Kelly, these rumors have been out there for a while. Yeah. That he does fucked up shit. Yeah, it was okay to do that back in 2007, I, I guess. guess. <laughs> I mean, when remember when he was uh, featured in Chappelle's show? They yeah, had like yeah. a fake skit that, where his grandmother... That's oh Yeah, yeah. She had to see the video in order to see if the pissing was actually her. That's yeah. my Robert. Exactly. Always yeah. peeing on people. So um, I, here's the thing, all right? I don't know exactly what happened. Apparently, R. Kelly was acquitted of child pornography charges in 2008. I, I, I guess because he had... Yeah. Right, there was video of him actually having sex with this woman or girl. Something, yeah, something like that. I haven't got, I haven't watched the Lifetime thing yet, so I haven't either. I've but only, that's like, that's what's brought this all up. This yeah. this huge Lifetime documentary that, in six or seven parts, has basically like laid waste to the notion that, at least allegedly, 
he just, R. Kelly was anything other than a monster. I so mean, like he just it, had like sex mansions all over the place. Yeah, he had like basically, a, and this see, this is what I don't. Now I have, it's hard I have for a, me to make sense of it. There's it's sort of like the Louis C.K. thing. Louis yeah. C.K. It was out there forever that he liked to masturbate in front of chicks, and then all of a sudden it was like boom, this huge thing. It wasn't even like first day of the Me Too movement. The Me Too movement had had its legs established for a while, yeah. and then boom, Louis C.K. is part of it with the with the ju- jacking off in I front. Think, of. uh, but Lu- that story was out there for years. Yeah, the Louis. So R. Stuff, Kelly's pissing um, on chicks for ten years. Now what happens? Well, it, I Somebody's think, not getting paid that was so getting paid. Pissing, That's where my mind immediately goes. The, I think there. I've and you had a question at some point. Um. So the pissing. So I think the the first the the real problem with any of this is that it would involve obviously an underage person, right? right. Because if you have a video well, I mean, of yourself, if you have your video yourself pissing on an adult, that's fine. If a, two adults want to engage in in piss play, right. that's just, that's their prerogative. Yeah, golden showers, yeah. I think, is the technical term. Um, yeah, fucking water sports. Um, <laughs> but, uh... That last page of yeah. the nudie, of the fucking nudie mag. <laughs> yeah, there was at, a couple 800 That there numbers. was, like, no... You know, it was like, all right, well, I don't really need this one. I mean, <laughs> yeah. um, Back to the beginning, I but, guess. But, I guess... I know, I know. Some of the allegations involve like teenagers, so that's that's the problem for me. Right. The other stuff, if you want to have, if you're a rich guy and you have a shitload of money and you want to recruit women to live in sex mansions, and you know, do whatever, engage in whatever dom right. sub relationship yes. you want. If you have a consenting relationship with them, it's it might be weird as fuck. It's none of my business. Yeah, um, that's kind of the problem. So, Yes. What I want to get to the bottom of, you know, is was this like a, you know, a thing where he was like, you know, forcing them, like keeping them locked up in in these fucking houses, right? Where they underage. Like, I want to know. I want to, I, you know, before I completely pass judgment on the dude, I guess yeah. what I'm saying is, I want to identify the bad shit that he did away from like conjecture or whatever, uh, whatever the hell else. Hundred percent. And I think that you hit on exactly the point that's been troubling me for the last several days. So like I've mentioned on this show before in the news job that I have now, the one that actually pays the bills, I am working with mostly women. And one of the women that I work with has been like wildly puritanical about this uh, R. Kelly thing, if I could put it a certain way, like basically like grasping at pearls, like, you know, like or clutching pearls, like reminder, reminder that she's only to speak when spoken. Right. To. I know. Yeah. I always forget that I have to lay down the law like that. It's hard with the amount of estrogen that kind of fills up the room. It's it's overpowering. But no, uh, that being said, I don't feel comfortable really expressing my thoughts on this. However, it almost gets to a point where she goes on and on and on where, again, allowing for fact patterns that indicate the guy was basically handcuffing women at gunpoint and saying, no, you'll do what I tell you to, and this, that, the other. I I have a hard time living in a world where, uh, you know, 21 shades of gray or whatever it is. 50 shades. Yeah. Yeah, even more. <laughs> even more shades of gray. Short by 29. I'm thinking drinking age because we're yeah. enjoying a nice IPA. Um, the, the 50 shades of gray dichotomy where clearly there's women out there and, you know, you also don't need to be, yeah. be living in the world of, of whips and ties to know that there's something to be said for people enjoying certain levels of assertiveness yeah. in the bedroom. And then others that don't, I mean, you said it everyone's much more got, technically than I did with the, with the dominant and the sub and all that kind of thing. Yeah, everyone's got their shit. 
Right. So if, in fact, R. Kelly is into basically, you know, physically abusing women who within the realm of, according to the laws of the state of Illinois and Georgia in this yeah. case, um, you know, he's not doing anything to cross that line. Then you get into a, a sticky area because it's almost like the same thing as the Trump grab him by the pussy comment where certain women are going to hear that and immediately their mind goes to like the actual physical sight of a man like hooking his thumb into a snatch that, and saying come hither you know what's as funny? opposed to if you if you think of it like a groupie who's he, yeah, who he's basically saying that, like, come here honey i know you want to be with me for various reasons that have nothing to do with who i really am so let's go that was I think a lot of it was because when I first heard it, I thought of it the first way. I was like, oh, shit. Like, this dude's saying he can just straight up walk up to, like, like, because he was always talking about being, like, behind the scenes at Miss America and stuff. Mm -hmm. And there were, like, obviously there's been a bunch of, you know, there were a bunch of rumors, people um, saying, like, oh, like, he groped me on an airplane, did this, did that. Um, so the way the way it was packaged and presented, you could be like, oh, wow. Yeah, how about that? And, like, they made it like, oh, it's, like, secret recording caught on tape. But then, like, like you listen to the whole thing, which is, like, two minutes long and not just the uh, the one second the clip. Money, the money cut. And you realize he's just he's just cutting up. Yeah. He's, he's fucking roasting himself. He's making jokes. Like, because when I heard that, I was like, oh, fuck, like, this motherfucker, like, does he just, did he just admit that shit? Right. <laughs> and then... Um, I forget. Uh, and you're conditioned for an October surprise yeah, because we're used to like, that. Wow, they got that motherfucker. Um, and because you know, again, like you added up with all like the accusations and and shit, and how he would like brag about being able to walk around at the uh, the Miss America pageant and just be like, he's like, yeah, because it's like your job, so you have to do it. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, it was it was very easy to package that. I feel like as the, if you're CNN and MSNBC. Um, you can package that so well and be like, look, you see, you, and especially if you don't play the part right after where he says, uh, and they just let you. Right. Like that's like kind of a, that's kind of an important element to that. Uh, exactly. Thing. No, you're right. I mean, that, that's sort of the thing. Uh, letting you consent. Yeah. The notion of now, the problem is that there's some women who, and I'm not trying to insult anybody, but they just, they, they may live, uh, their life according to a slightly more uh, traditional way of, of yeah. standards and living and all this kind of stuff. And they can't imagine a man that would, you know, again, treat a woman that way in the context of sex and all that kind of stuff. And that's fine. Frankly, yeah. I, you know, I, I hope that I, I like to think that any given women I know in my life that are family members are of that classification that don't know anything about <laughs> dominant and sub and you all that kind of you stuff. You don't want to think about female relatives no. getting getting cracked with a spiked No, paddle. for me, it's just like, you know, they like to hold hands and sometimes things get a little physical. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's just the thing. They're married with like three kids, but right. they've had a completely PG-13 Right, totally loveless marriage. No, I mean, no, not loveless, but, you know, sexless marriage, you know, and whatever. That's fine. No, I, I, that's terrible. I don't want my family members to be miserable. I don't even know what I'm saying. But uh, I don't have the Wi-Fi, by the way, and I need to be able to get into... Actually, I guess I could just check my phone. The The rundown that I sent you is pretty comprehensive. I also have a oh, bunch of different pull the text message up? Um, line items that I thought we could get into as far as some random things. Uh, what were some of the stuff What was some of the stuff I texted you about? We talked about the Jersey City Mall. That's off the top of my head. That, like, I can't believe that just happened. It just happened. 
it's Jersey. I don't know what state the guy's in. Or... Get, I guess you can get shot anywhere in Jersey City. I mean, it's it, it is a city. Yeah, I mean that if if you reappropriate that a certain way, that would be like a a hip hop hook. Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Go shaking, say go just snitching because he finish. Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Yeah, so um, this is like not quite as clever as I like hoped it would be in in a sense because um, that account Bloomfield Liquor Locker always like favorites the tweets that were mentioned in with that podcast with with the yeah. with. And it's because of the fact I think that Bloomfield's mentioned it, and yeah, it's got like probably, different bots and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they probably have like a scam bot retweet it. or whatever. Yeah. So originally, before I kind of like was not dumb enough to realize that that was actually what was going on, I was like, "Oh, maybe this guy's like really into local <laughs> efforts and all this kind of stuff." So um, I wanted to reach out and see about possibly doing like a live read, yeah, and you know whatever, even like doing like a like featuring a wine of the month or a beer of the month or whatever. So, um, did you email him and he was like, what the fuck are you talking no, about? No, <laughs> all I did so far was I got, I, I G chatted cause there was no email address anywhere on this guy's website. I G chatted the Facebook page. They gave me the owner's email and I am going to email him and say, yeah, you may as well. Maybe be like, look, I don't you know, know. We do I'm a podcast, you know, thing, like yeah. I, I'm going to like play up the fact that, you know, we're both radio guys and that like I'm yeah. connected to the Artie Lang and this, that, the other, you know what I mean? I'm going to try to, it. yeah, fuck it. And whatever. We'll see what the happens. Worst, you might get to get a couple free six packs. Out yeah. I would on I'm, I'm going to honestly see what could be the potential of it, but if nothing else, I'm going to be like, look, give us a little bit of booze. We'll do a review yeah, and plug we'll, the fact we'll that we bought it from you. Rave you know? about your low, yeah. low prices. So anyway, figured I'd mention that to yeah, you. That's pretty cool. All right. So one of the things I was, thinking about getting into do does have to do with Jersey city and it's how I know I'm getting old. Okay. And it was a random thing where last episode we did, we talked about how somebody left food on the path that was clearly from like some kind of holiday party. And it was still in a nice tightly sealed Tupperware container. And it was really devastating in some ways to not just say, Hey, I could take this and and eat it. And, but obviously I would never do that anyway on the path. I was headed into work this time and there was two young college kids. I know they were in college because they were talking about like classes and how their grades were this semester and life on their own and all this stuff. And all right, I'll put it to you this way. This probably has nothing to do with my age. I've never really been a big fan of people that are willing to have somewhat personal conversations at a loud volume on a public transportation. Oh, it drives like me that. fucking insane. In other words, I have no problem. Talk to your friend, your cousin, your buddy, your yeah. pal, whatever it may be. Slightly hushed tones. It's terrible. Yeah, because it's like nobody fucking gives a shit about your life. Oh, and you're not you're not interesting. I think you're not you, interesting. Right? If you know, and if you know deep down inside, not if you're one of these people that's like I'm funny. Like, no, you're probably not. Um, but like, if you're an interesting <laughs> person that like people are you usually like enjoy talking with then you I, I give you an exception because maybe you'll at least say something interesting the problem is that counts out like 95 percent of the converse uh, of the population because most people are just complete fucking idiots who should should never open their mouths and let alone to to such a volume in such a public place um i've noticed and again it's not racist it's just pattern recognition mm-hmm. that um, okay well I'll, I'll just save you a, i'm gonna throw you a lifeline <laughs> 
I like to say that I'm a huge fan of stereotypes. Yeah. And I embrace them because they exist for a reason. Yeah. Go um, ahead, please. I have noticed that uh, Caucasians, uh, I have noticed, have the worst and loudest conversations riding, like, the train, like, NJ Transit. And I can tell you that these were two young Caucasians, yes. one male, one female. Terrible. Terrible. The worst. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yo- not, there's nothing worse than, uh, than young white people. No. Just we're, it's awful. We're awful, really bad. Awful stuff. And, and in uh, this case, they were talking about, like, their majors and their yeah. grades uh, and their, you know, the like, oh, I'm, I'm doing okay yeah, in this class. Cares. Oh, I'm taking... But you're uh, really smart because you're taking... Because th- you have three majors. Oh, yeah. well, some people don't understand guess, that. Uh, hey, hey, shitheads, enjoy paying your student <laughs> loans off for the next 15 years and not being able to afford a house. And getting fucking jack shit yeah. out of your degree yeah unless you're an engineer or like gonna be a doctor or something yeah young caucasian or become a teacher breed but i will say uh, when i'm on the bus not that i'm like pro teacher or something but it's a good job to get when when i'm on the bus or the light rail i've noticed that most of the disrupting conversations are amongst uh our uh friends of uh different ethnic backgrounds Uh, generally very loud, sometimes speakerphone. Yes. Sometimes not even Bluetooth, but fucking speakerphone. Yeah, that's um, awful. I, I mean, that's... Like, on the phone with... Uh, their, see, that's clearly much more rude and obnoxious. Fucking abuela in Guatemala right. or, or whatever, or right. talking talking to Ray Ray yeah. uh, about getting that fucking money because he owes it. Right, no, that's definitely yeah. more obnoxious. I mean, these kids just... I... How to say it? I kind of wanted to punch myself in the face as much as I wanted to punch them in the face throughout this whole thing. Because it was just like, again, like the, the Caucasian ties, the yeah. the young suburbanite, you know, I know being exactly so, the type self, you're talking so about. Yeah. unself-aware while on like, nobody, nobody everybody's going to fucking, fucking work, man. Nobody cares about what Shut class the fuck up. you're taking. Exactly. You, now, sh- you shouldn't even, if, what kind of fucking college students are you? You shouldn't even care. Well, that's the other thing. They were clearly somewhat nerdy. Fucking assholes. There you go. So, I, um... <laughs> Before we move on, yeah, because I have something else of a slightly me, different racial. Connection. I was uh, I was going uh, I was going to a comedy show in the city one uh, one Sunday night uh, a couple of years ago. And where I was, on, where I, was this? I was on the one I was on the one train. I I'd gone to uh, the, the Seinfeld Diner before okay. for a little snacks. So yeah, I was yeah, taking yeah. the one back downtown, and uh, this group of like NYU like hard you know fucking NYU feminists was on and they were they were talking about all their gender studies and feminist class and and using like g- correct gender pronouns and saying like zur and like talking about how how different <laughs> friends of their want their different friends of theirs wanted to be identified and they were like there's like it's all it's just oh, it's God. all because it's all the patriarchy um <laughs> I would literally so like, I, took, I would want to like lick uh, my finger and grab the third I rail. just I just took my fucking legs and spread them as far wide as possible oh, so you man right in in dead like aggressively and obnoxiously beautiful just man spread and, and led back le- yeah leaned back like i was getting filleted did they notice right the man spreading um the, there was a general air of contempt between good, myself good. and their group good from the moment they got on yeah. because i mean if you i i'm the picture of everything that they hate right um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, there was, you know, it was a very, it was one of those things like, 
Like those people like that are very good at like picking up on little things that you've done because they're constantly looking to accuse people of, of yeah. things or like complain about things. So it's the kind of thing that I know could not have gone unnoticed. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's really amazing when you think about it that the amount of of all the times in my life that anyone has obnoxiously corrected me or spoke down to me in some way when I didn't know the answer to something or I asked a general question or was potentially in some sort of disagreement with them and they told me how it truly was because they knew, it's mostly women that do that. And yet, Which is weird because it's called mansplain. And yet the term mansplain, I've had that thrown at me before, and it's like, well, what the fuck does that mean? I'm a, I'm a man, and I just made a Liter- statement of some kind? Literally, like, what the fuck are you if, talking you are, about? if you are a man and you explain something, you have mansplained. That's and such they, a stupid term. They say, yeah, they say, they're just like, I got mansplained today. Like... <laughs> I'm a journalist. My podcast. Podcast? That's still a thing? Yeah, it's very much a thing. You should have a listen. Nope. (laughs) There was, um, I don't know if, um... If you saw this story... Honey, I got mansplained I don't, I don't know if you saw this story floating around, but there was this this woman, and I think it's actually bullshit. I'm saying that it didn't even... See, that's the problem. There's a lot of shit happen. on the internet that never actually I'm happened. Calling, I'm calling complete fucking okay. shenanigans on this. Good. But she went viral on Twitter because she... I guess she is... She's like a physicist. Oh, I know exactly what and, you're talking about. That never like happened. A, an entrepreneur. That never happened. And she tweeted like... I was like... Online, like at airport security. All right, security, this is what it was. She had two laptops. Security, like, why did the TSA agent feel the need to ask Some me guy... why I had two laptops? And she's like, uh, one's for my physicist work and the other's for my whatever the fuck else work. Yes. And I was like, I read it, and people are like retweeting it. They're like, yeah, who, this is, this is what it looks like when men hate women for, for trying to be successful. I'm like, this is... She, this, she definitely made this yeah. up. Like, I believe everything that, but... she tweeted prior to that, like, was just everything on her Twitter fucking feed was, was something of that. self-congratulatory horse shit and, like, about feminism and women in fucking STEM yeah. and this big lie that girls are being discouraged right. academically. Right, right. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I and I was like, as soon as I read it, I was like, oh, this is fucking hot garbage. Yeah, There's yeah. not a chance I hate that. True. There's so much shit on Twitter that's just of that classification um, and yeah, I believe the majority of the responses to that tweet were "yes, girl," yeah, which is it's all like, Y A S followed by several S's and then "girl." It's also totally reasonable if someone's traveling with two laptops, given the amount of shit you can keep on one laptop, to ask them why they might need two laptops. Yeah. If I see someone pull out two laptops, I'm I'm not the kind of person that just talks to fucking strangers because I think that's weird. Yes. Um. So I wouldn't say anything, but I would think, why the fuck are you carrying around two? Who the fuck are you? Yeah, do you really What's fucking up, need the shot? two yeah. laptops? Yeah. Exactly. Um, no, 100%. And, and, and look, uh, the way that she framed it, if in fact it did happen, which again, we both know it didn't, 
um, it was a totally innocent question yeah. of like from I don't even think it was a TSA agent in her yeah. story in her yarn that she's that she spun. It was uh, some person online, a, a guy. Yeah, it was, it was some guy behind her. You're right. Yeah, she was online First of all, at, the, at the security. And line, I just yeah. want to know how she knew, because how dare she? How she knew that that was a man? Yeah, we don't know what what uh, they identify. I mean, as. exactly. They can identify as whatever they choose. Uh, and I know some of this gets a little bit like, you know, on trope and on message and a little bit like, oh, OK, how much of this are you going to say? But it's just so fucking insane. I don't. It really is. There's so much fucking insane shit that's going so, on. The next topic actually fits in perfectly with. I that. don't have a problem with people identifying as whatever they want. Um, I just I have a problem with any like situation where you're like forced or there's like th- a threat of coercion or like you're going to be like you know verbally assaulted if you call them the wrong thing first of all imagine 10 15 20 30 years ago let's say longer than that 40 50 years ago right some white guy goes into a shop goes into a um a butcher shop and the there's a black kid behind the counter that's serving him and first of all, he doesn't like it because this is like some old school racist, this guy. And immediately he's like questioning why there's a young black kid that's going to handle his, you know, gabagool. And when he finally gets his cured meats and he's ready to pay, he becomes enraged and incensed that the guy, that the kid didn't call him sir when he gave him the, the food. Thank you, sir. Maybe the kid said, oh, thank you, or... Or have a nice day. He didn't actually say sir. And the guy fucking flipped the fuck out. Totally made a scene. You know, you will say sir to me. You will say sir to me. Like a like a fucking berating drill sergeant. Yeah, that's insane. That person would be looked at as a fucking piece of shit monster. And yet, because of all this, uh, you know, modern gender conformity bullshit stuff, we have this uh, GameStop video where, yeah, the, where what the guy a great, goes what in a fucking video that and is. loses his fucking mind <laughs> because somebody wouldn't call him or her whatever. Oh, that's amazing. And yet it's okay because there's this whole, like, you know, cutting you ha- edge do issue. You, do you have the, uh, can you pull up the video? Yeah, I can get it. Yeah, that's fucking unreal. I mean, it's fucking horrifying. And the guy... What about that power kick he does uh, the when guy they're running is, back? You I know heard, what I'm talking I about, I heard right? the audio of... I saw, like, a little bit of the uh, the the video, but... Oh, I, you never saw the power kick? I I heard it, uh, it was like, on uh, Jim and Sam, so I got the audio of it. I never didn't really uh, watch. GameStop Rage. That's the one that brings it up. Um, yeah. I hope that, oh, my God. That's, it's so funny. Uh, transgender gets mad at GameStop employee. But yeah, so that's where you got some sweet mom acid wash, acid wash jeans. It is man. <laughs> she looks. You need to settle down and mind your business. Settle like down is such a great term. It looks like Latimer from the program. No, you said sir. Yeah. Or like He Man and disguise or something. <laughs> Well, here. Motherfucker, take it outside. If you want to call me sir again, I will show you a fucking sir. I apologize. Motherfucker. I apologize. That's a power <laughs> kick. You saw it, right? He blew up like a oh, display yeah. or something. What did he, like, knock over some Cheetos? Yeah, it was like a box, several boxes or something. I need your corporate number now. 
Get it for me he's now. probably taking like estrogen shots, and his hormones are probably all over the fucking place. And he's just got to be an absolute disaster. I mean, and not to mention just the years of going through whatever you went through in life to get to that stage. Whether again, I I believe that there are people who have, might have some fucking wires crossed inside and are like, oh yeah, they the 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 fucking chromosomes. It just came out wrong, and yeah, you got the wrong equipment, and that fucking happened. Um, so you think that's a thing that actually, like? Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's way rarer than than we're letting it be now. I think we've it's gotten to bullshit proportions. But and let me, but I just don't. It's like a celebrated. It's right. like a, I think we're now we're we're almost like in a weird way. There's there's like a culture of reward for it. Like you're. You're lauded and praised. Yeah, that's, that's totally a thing. Um, and I think that, so I think more people are doing it or coming and saying that they identify as it, um, as opposed to, in reality, I think it's probably a very, very, like, astronomical, like, no, look, probably the I, same number as, like, get those, you know, diseases with names you've never heard of where, they, like, you see it on like, the evening news and they're like, Timmy has, like, a one in five million chance of survival. Right, right. He got this incredibly rare disease. Like, I think... That being, uh, uh, whatever, I don't even know what the fuck, I don't know, they have so many, like, a, a tranny, being, you're, being the wrong, having that wiring crossed, I think is probably legitimately as rare as having, like, one of those weirdo Timmy's gonna die diseases. Okay, here's, here's what I, here's the thing that I really struggle with, right? Um, and sometimes I think that, Women being the, um, what's the right way to say this? The receiving end of biological procreation and sex to get yeah. there. In other words, when you conceive a baby, the woman is the receiver yeah. in that case. I think that there's a level of reality to the way that plays into the female psyche. And what I mean by that is, Every human being knows that sex is a pretty big fucking deal. We think about it a lot. We care about it a lot. Men, yeah. on average, more yeah, often than to, women. The, for the species to con it's essential for the species to right. continue. So it's something that we think and care about. Um, so women, definitely, in terms of the way they are, by and large, in general, on average, are going to have some sort of you know aspect of sex that plays into their life. So I think with women, they do feel some of that sort of like passive nature that comes from being the so-called receiver when it comes to actually conceiving a baby. But I don't know that, and I'm curious to get your take on it. As a man, while there's definitely, I guess, inherent aspects of the patriarchy or whatever it is you want to talk about where you're expected to perform a kind of, you know, sort of masculine role. Your, um, uh, you know, competitive nature might be uh, played up by that. You know, certainly the ways that certain men interact towards and about women, um, you know, follow certain gender expectations. But I have never really thought to myself or ever, even in a subconscious way that I kind of caught later, thought to myself, yeah, you know what? A big part of my life, who I am and what I stand for and all this kind of thing, is the fact that I have a penis 
and balls between my legs. Like that's a that's a big part of me. Like I've never actually, other than that, I grab the thing to take a piss, or that that's what is my go-to when I'm enjoying the uh, pleasure arts. I don't think about or, or harp on the fact. Yet women seem to think that that's like a big part of yeah. being a man is having a dick, and. Of course, practically speaking, it is, right? Because that, then you're crossing into weird areas where it's like, no, you, you apparently can be a man even if you don't have a dick or whatever. So then what are you really saying? To me, it's always been about having an issue with whatever you are physically. That's where I draw the line and don't understand where it is that we're going with all this. Because if you're actually physically um, a multi chromosome person like in other words that's less than one percent of the population like we're talking actually and i think we've talked about this in the podcast before i I hate that we have to keep going back over old things but they come up so whatever um i just have a hard time getting to the point where i can stand behind the surgery because i feel like when we grew up and when we were kids and everything that kind of like the gay movement was in the 80s and the 90s it was more about accept yourself for who you are if you like this about this person or if you like that about that person, if you even want to dress a certain type of way, wear fucking purple, pink and makeup in your whatever. And, you know, you don't like to play football. You want to play with dolls. That's cool because you're doing you. Now it's like unless you fucking look like uh, the Marlboro man, you're not a man. And unless you, you know, are are prissy and frilly and playing with Barbies, you're not actually a woman. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't really get where we got to this point now where it's like, unless you check all the boxes of what it is to be a man or what it is to be a woman, you're not either one. Because that's kind of where we're getting. I I understand what you're saying. I I so value, like, individual choice and freedom to do whatever the hell you want as long as you're not hurting anyone. Yeah, again, I don't want to ever say nobody could have the surgery. I'm not, like, coming out with some, like, you know, handmaiden's tale laws. I I personally don't want it, but I think, you know, everyone just wants it. Oh, really? Because I started a GoFundMe campaign to try to get it for you. I'll I'll take the cash, for sure. (laughs) No, Um, it's fucking earmarked. It's in a (laughs) lockbox. It's in a surgery lockbox. I I would love the money, but I I prefer to keep my my genitals. No, I I, am... Yeah, I mean, I just... It, it doesn't bother me enough. Like, if you want to, you know, if that's what you do, you live you live in your little neighborhood out Yeah, get in, the surgery. That's fine. Brooklyn, You're right. Fine. you guys, you do whatever the fuck it, I just think it's a fucking there. sin. You've got plastic surgeons that are making hundreds of thousands of dollars to do this surgery. And you really think this guy, is this guy happy? I mean, if he's living his truth, I guess. Uh, no, I think. You know, think, like, people still commit suicide so, after they get yeah, cut. So people still are fucking miserable after they say. get cut. I, th- I think it should be. I think what we've done in a a rush to um to accept people who are like this and be like, no, it's cool. Like, you're still part of society. You shouldn't feel bad. You should just be happy to be yourself. Very well intentioned. But we've also stigmatized. Like, you can't even discuss, well, hey, maybe they aren't, you know. Maybe there is a percentage of population that's like this and who should go through with this surgery, but maybe the bulk of people who feel like this are, you know, don't actually need to do that. Maybe it's because of some other thing that could be, there should be at least uh, an option for you to discuss uh, what you would like to do, because I think to deny that, that 
option as well right. is another restriction on right. freedom of choice. Yeah. Uh, so but see, the problem is, I think, I think I think people should be able to navigate the complexities of that situation because that is everyone. I think we try to make it such like a black and white thing, like fucking. Uh, he's like, oh yeah, he's trans. Like, well, all right, but maybe is he really? That maybe he'd be fine just dressing up once in a while on the weekend and going out to the fucking cabaret. Yeah, and or, he would or, get or, some sort of catharsis out of this. Or challenging the the norms when it comes to gender, or whatever. I mean, nobody yeah. says you have to be, uh, again, somebody who wants to drink beer and watch football but and on the go other on hand, out with the boys and but, all this kind of shit. Like, do what the fuck you want. But on the other hand. If you want to do it, I I just don't fucking care. Like I don't I don't think I don't think I should pay for it with my tax money. I don't think we should be paying for it in the military. I'm skeptical as, as to if you should even be allowed on uh, to serve uh, on active duty if you are transitioned. Yeah. I think if you get like you know if if you were like oh identify as whatever and you want to fucking serve, I don't have a problem. But just no no hormone stuff. Well, it's um, it's uh. It's obviously worked out real well with Chelsea Manning. I'll say that much. Yeah, I don't... You know, this is funny. I know that the name Chelsea Manning causes all sorts of uproar. I have never even paid much attention to the Chelsea Manning story. I'm, like, vaguely aware that uh, he, she, whatever, like, passed along some intel about some shady shit that was going on in Afghanistan, I guess, and then was arrested and then was like hey uh one they're torturing me two i want a sex change and they were like okay we'll stop torturing you and give you the sex change yeah that's that's so the military I, was torturing uh, that's what they, they said by the like, keep, time? uh keeping him in like solitary confinement like okay. less than pleasant living conditions probably not uh what would meet some sort of geneva convention Fine. definition of uh, but kind of like probably unnecessarily busting his balls in the most like legal by the book ways possible right and he just kind of threw up the bullshit flag it was like hey like i'm a pretty high profile prisoner like you know people yeah. are gonna listen to what i fucking say yeah 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 no i mean that's true um anyway uh Chelsea Manning. That's that's where we've gotten here with this conversation. So, uh, speaking about the racial um, hysteria that we were kind of getting into at the beginning of this discussion about the transgender thing, there was a meteorologist, and I haven't followed up with this story. Oh, this fucking guy. I don't know if he got his job back or whatever it may be. Oh, this poor bastard. This meteorologist got fired because he said... Martin Luther Kuhn King <laughs> Jr. as per uh, doing his weather, but cast. it was so quick. It was like Martin Luther. It was like Martin. Let's Cunier let's or make that, like that let's yeah. make that clear distinction. What he actually said was, "I'll do it now." Yeah. Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Like he he had a little like a cook. He, uh, he yeah he had to get the dick out of his mouth. Right. He, he got, struggled he, through it. He I, didn't. Do you know how often I jumble words like that? It wasn't like he and, and here are you ready for a career killer? Just in, in, when somebody decides they want to go through some like low level media guys podcast, yeah. it wasn't like he was like Martin Luther Kuhn King. Junior, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like nice. People fucking made it out like he, delivery. Like, like no, he was it actually was so saying clearly it. a a word. Jumbled. I can't believe how fucking ridiculous we because we have gotten. We're drunk with power. Look, when you read off a teleprompter, okay, not to say that I've ever actually done it, but I have read from scripts when doing live read on yeah. air, when doing when delivering copy on air. Okay, your eyes tend to jump ahead. 
When yeah. and also what's significant you can, don't about even this? You need a fucking script. Sometimes you just your words jumble just up. Saying something. But the problem is that with this particular like, one, have you ever heard a normal person go like they're speaking and they're like, eh, eh, ah, sorry. Uh, yes. What's wrong with me? some people uh, more yeah. than others, and it's almost yeah. like a bit unsettling when I they do, it, do the. I do it to. I do it in my podcast. All if you go back and listen <laughs> to my shit, you will fucking hear me. I want like a supercut. I want like a five minute supercut of you doing it's, that. Yeah, it's just me. I, I do it and then I. I shout at myself for for a little bit and then yeah. you know, self-flagellation. But the problem is that he clearly made a mistake and other people have made this same mistake too. Mike Greenberg of ESPN, this meteorologist in San Diego did the same exact thing. So it's not like the guy people on Twitter are like, "This guy's got hate in his heart." Yeah. This guy clearly wanted to say that. There's something deep down within this guy that made him want to say that. Yeah. And it's just like, are you a fucking moron? He clearly tripped over the fucking copy that he was reading. I do get a little worried once in a while if I've been listening to a lot of rap music, if I'm going to slip and drop an N-bomb in conversation (laughs) just because, like... that's different. Just because I've been hearing it so... Like, you know what I mean? If you get on, like, a... I do. Fucking loop where you're listening to a lot of like '90s gangster yeah. rap, and you're like, "Oh, it's, no!" I think it's that when you out. <laughs> there's a problem with that, where you also, if you watch too much comedy or if you're yeah. watching too much, um, you know, movies with aggressive language, you can almost like see where the uh, the nascent stages of like a Tourette's are forming in your head or something. You're yeah. just like fuckers, you know, like assholes, you know, like something. Yeah, I mean, but, I'm I'm reasonably profane in day to day. Yes, language. Yeah, but anyway, the guy. So Al Roker, to his credit, defended this guy and yeah. said that you know Al Roker. <laughs> well-known black yeah, what a great man. bridge between the two communities we took a black <laughs> we needed a there's a feud going on between the blacks and the weatherman <laughs> we need to we well, somebody a, said an on, emissary of course <laughs> on barstool one of the top comments was uh al roker makes um you know wayne brady look like malcolm x <laughs> uh which you know or was it brian gumbel i can't remember now that so there's so much Chappelle. that's uh, wayne, a show it's wayne brady makes brian gumbel look, look like, like malcolm, malcolm x. x yeah i'll tell you Chappelle show is a show that very quietly is like sneaking and i didn't even realize this first of all it's crazy when you think about it it's really one season and like a handful of like ha- put together episodes just one of the funniest it's it's TV shockingly ever. strong in my references. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like there's Seinfeld that's and there's the there. Simpsons. I was going to say that's up there. It's up there with Seinfeld. Seinfeld and, and Simpsons. Office is a good one yeah. too. They're always going to be there in your mind as this relates back to a time this happened in the. Yeah. My coworkers like make fun of me for it because everything's part of the. I, I actually that... made a reference to WWE the other day where President Trump said to uh, one of the Congress members, the guy's name is Kevin or something. And he was like, thanks Steve. As the guy stepped away. So it was just hilarious to me that he said the wrong name. And I said, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he did that on purpose. Cause just like the rock, it doesn't matter what yeah. your name is. And I made that reference and they were like, man, you really just like are way too. And you're, I have that with, references. I have that with family guy. Like I watch such an absurd amount of that. Really, show. My brother, Kyle, yeah, family yeah. guy, always sunny is uh, another one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, Sonny's in there for me, definitely. Yeah, there's, a, yeah, there's definitely a selection of... So the guy clearly made a mistake with this Martin Luther uh, Kuhn, uh, King. When you have a three-part name, that's weird enough, yeah. right? Like, you don't very often read three-part names. In this case, it's three-part name the more with s- a junior yeah, after there's, it. There's a lot of syllables at play. So I think what happened was his mind was going to the Martin Luther Jr., Yeah. And it's Martin Luther Jr., but then you see the king at the last second, so that's yeah. where the coon, coon comes Also, in. no one uses the 
coon no, as a slur. No, who fucking says that? Even exactly, the most I didn't racist, even think of that. Even the most racist guys don't, don't use that. Like, you go to a Klan you rally. authority on the subject? If you, went to the, if you went to a Klan rally, if you go to this, this march down in Princeton on Saturday. We should go, oh, I have a comment on um, that. If you go to that march and you're like, eh, really... Really hate them coons, man. People would be like, they'd be the, like, "What do you have against raccoons?" What the fuck are you talking? What's it's your like, problem yeah, it's with like raccoons? Forrest Gump is like, "Yeah, oh, mom, mom, you just beat him off the broomstick." <laughs> Ra- not raccoons, you idiot. Mama uh, used to beat him off with a broomstick. Uh, oh, no, God. yeah, like I don't think no one, call, no one would think to call them coons. No, it's fucking so. Stupid. You know what word oh, the racist God. is going to to use, all right? Oh, <laughs> you know so what he's going to go. If you hate, if you if you hate black people that much, you use that one. Right. You don't. You're not stopping at coons, right? Yeah, stupid. Yeah. And in what he thought he was gonna like sneak it in there, and that's what he, he thought. Oh, he almost got I'll one do it by you. On yeah, like he's yeah he's gonna. He almost got one by you, but you're he, the Dominic Hasek of he, Twitter. You know, fucking whatever the he's fuck. He's dog whistling to the KKK. Yeah. He's run. He's he's up for he's up for Grand Wizard, and he needed yeah. to make like a big gesture. <laughs> Yeah, that was his fucking, uh, you know, like back in the day, they used to say, if you see somebody that, flashing their uh, yeah. high beams on the highway, don't do anything, because that's like a gang yeah, initiation gang thing. In the, yeah, they're going to sh- they're gonna pull around and shoot you. He was becoming Grand Wizard. Yeah. All right, so speaking of Grand Wizard, they're having a supposed white supremacist rally in Princeton this weekend. Yeah. Um, I'm going to Denver, so I won't ah. be there, that's for sure. Um, but all right, now look, let's be honest, okay? I think these people are fucking idiots. You go to their website, it's like the European Heritage Foundation thing or whatever, because they're of the mind that the white population has dwindling birth rates, that interracial uh, marriage is a thing, you know, this, that, the other. Look, race is a byproduct of like very specific human evolution. Over thousands and thousands and thousands of years back during times when there weren't any like boats to get from point A to point B, let alone planes and trains and automobiles on the whole thing. But people were still like intermixing and going to if you really get into like the history of of the human race, motherfuckers have been traveling for a while like. People like people got around like because you could travel pretty like once you made a rudimentary like raft type thing you could travel coastally right and it's not like you have anywhere to be at any give like it's not like you have to get like you know if you're just a fucking if you're just a nomadic people like tribe you you know it's not like you have an apartment to get back to right so you just kind of keep going so people from all over the place have been intermixing for a while like and they even talk about like um. Over the past few hundred years, like if you went to a place like uh, Mexico City, um, once the the Spanish had kind of uh, set up shop down there, uh, they talk about that like they're fucking Chinese guys walking around, Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, Dutch, English. So there was there there has been so much intermixing between the races going on forever that it's like like no like people are shocked when they get their twenty three and Me results like they they're like. I thought I was Irish. It turns out I'm fucking Ira- Iranian. Right. Like, and then it's like, no. <clears throat> exactly. Like somebody way, 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 way back raped somebody else way, 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 way back. And eventually the the rape orphan grew into your people. Yeah, and that's why you're so triggered by yeah. microaggressions. Yeah. But um, at the same time, the the whole 
concept to me is potentially where and this is what's so fucked up about this debate. This is what I, I this is where I really start to lose my appetite for this kind of discussion. If you try to get down to what it is that people are really talking about, right? So let's say like the predominantly Judeo-Christian Western way of living, which is that you get yourself uh, a, a little tiny parcel, you fucking work your piece, which, you get eight hours a day to do with it whatever the fuck you will, you keep your money, and then we take a little slice for our taxes. Which thus far, and, by the way, is the most successful one. Exactly. That's what we really talk about. Like That's what these people on their website are really all about. They like the, if you want to call it white, it sounds you'd be... like they do not articulate themselves very well. Sure, and maybe they don't even necessarily <laughs> get it. Maybe to them it is purely about race. I happen to know plenty of uh, black, Indian, Asian, whatever you want to say, that buy into that culture and you know live that type of life. So to me, it's more about culture. It's more about I want to preserve the strong family and the getting together on Thanksgiving and Easter and this, that, the other. And I just triggered somebody with a mention of religion, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Hand, handed down traditions I think, for thousands and thousands of years of what it is to build a family, raise your kids, encourage them to be happy in their way, this, that, the other thing. And there's little tweaks that come along with it. Um, Obviously, that's different than certain cultures, sadly, that do perpetuate in this country. And and it doesn't mean it's a, along racial lines. There's just as many white people who live fucking moralist lives, who pursue nothing but fucking meth and, and drinking Four loco. By the way, listen to our Four loco episode um, coming soon. Yeah, and, definitely. And, um, you know, uh, waste their life away. And there's plenty of people who are Latino, black, whatever it may be, who don't follow that sort of traditional Western way of life. And if you want to pursue that and you want to maintain it, you might feel as though your race is under attack. Now, are they misguided in saying that? I would say so. Yeah, I would think they, they are misguided in saying that. But if they want to fucking rally in Princeton and say, look, we feel as though our European heritage is important to us and we want to stand up for it. You know what? Fine. Maybe they can do that. Or maybe there is some sort of law they're violating. I'm not a fucking lawyer. But the way that Black Lives Matter is lifted up as this like paragon of virtue and, you know, amazing um, overcoming historical problems and all this kind of stuff that th they're given that kind of status. And yet I have to read copy when I'm driving in on the train and train in art newspaper articles about some white supremacist rally in Princeton. And when I look into it, it's some European heritage group. I'm like, you know what? Fuck all you fuck this media monster that wants to basically say everything on the one side is amazing, great and noble. And everything on the other side is fucking evil and a supremacist, hate, hateful bigot type shit. It's like you're all fucking full of shit, and I'm so over it. I really am. I don't. I don't want to go to this rally, but I don't think uh, it's any different, really, just of a different classification as some Black Lives Matter thing. I'd go as a spectator for sure. 
All right, well, you should go report on it. Um, you should be a correspondent. For, I know. Uh, Radiomisfits.com. The Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, that's right. You could bring a little mobile yeah, TV and I watch know. it. Like, I got I to gotta fucking I gotta do podcast work and go to the gym before the game. Otherwise, I actually would go check, just check it out. I mean, how often do you get a good fucking white supremacist? Well, you know, sadly, there's probably some fucked up shit that's going to go down. There's probably going to be some violence, counter-protesters, riots, you know, this type of you know, Oh, yeah, the, uh, the Antifa. The, sure. The, yeah, they're all... Uh, Anthony Cumia has an interesting angle on all this he's like they're all just fucking like, this is all it's it's live action role playing like it's a game like, yeah they're just dressed they're all dressing in costumes right and shouting their teams uh their team's thing and going at each other in the public square well, like, i it's think all I, I probably agree with him my my point is it's annoying to me the way that it's covered and you know we could spend hours and hours and hours talking about that but this notion that I think that's a white supremacist rally well, versus I, what's a Black Lives Matter. I know, rally. I know, and you mentioned Black Lives. Isn't that Matter. black supremacist? I guess. Um, I don't know. I plenty of stuff I hear from I members think, of that supposed group I, are, in fact, I think espousing it, things of black supremacy. Yeah, I think they're definitely. Look and look, I, they can fucking say that if they want we, to. Uh, I'm not sitting here saying they can't. But let's not let's let's be honest about what we're talking about here. I think uh, it's weird when we talk about this stuff because the black even like the the more extreme like the element of Black Lives Matter that you would call black supremacist and then white supremacist. There's this is such a small sliver of the population. Oh yeah, I think Black Lives Matter gets looked at in a, a more sympathetic light and and rightfully so. I think to a degree because of how it popped up uh, in the wake of a number of you know, incidences where police killed uh, black guys and whether, you know, whether, you know, in each specific incident you agree with that particular use of force. Right. I think it did shine light on the fact, because some of them that we've, and we've had, there've been so many of these where some of them are like, you don't like to say too close to call, but like, it's like, okay, could have gone either. But then there, there are some, I think where like guys who have gotten like blatantly just fucking capped by, um, uh, yeah. I mean, look, there's no question so, that there's, there's dirty cops so think, out there. Yes, I mean, but even I, in the, even in the context of Patterson, which we have in the rundown yeah, to talk about, so, right. So then there's complications there. So now all of a sudden we have like, we're starting to get like videos and stuff of, of this stuff. And it's the first time that people who have, they've probably remember if, if you live in, uh, like a black community, you probably know or have seen or are close to like a lot of people who have been uh, affected by, if not just uh, a police shooting, like, you know, some sort of bad, like there's there's a definite subset of society that uh, has, I think, can ma- could legitimately make the claim that for a long time it didn't feel like law enforcement was on their side. Um, I think that's, change to a large degree now although there are still there are still definitely uh shitheads out there but i i kind of understand where the i understand where the black lives matter movement comes um as far as like calling like if if you're part of a, a i think we can we can look at a white supremacist group and then we can look at a fucking a church group full of, you know, nice old people who just want, they want things to be like Mayberry because it was nice back then and that's what they remember versus walking through the streets with torches yelling, Jews will not replace us. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a, you know, a broad line of demarcation can be 
kind of draw on there. Well, look, here's my point, and it's it's not actually to debate the individual merits of the European Heritage Association or whatever the fuck they're called or Black Lives Matter, honestly. Um, I certainly do have thoughts on both uh, elements of the spectrum, ends of the spectrum and all that kind of stuff, and um, I kind of laid some of those bare not that long ago. My point is more to say that they're covered in the media in much different ways. And a Black Lives Matter or Antifa rally is almost never, ever couched in the terms of some of these people think that they're inherently better than other races because of their race, whereas this other rally, that's what's being covered. Yeah, I I separate Black Lives Matter and, and, and Antifa big time. Antifa I look at as like fucking, I see them as like agitators. I think they're... They're full of shit. They're just okay. they're just out. I mean, they're bedfellows, so I don't know how you can so easily separate the two. But I I think they because they probably it's like I think it's probably one of those things where, you know, time. This is we're calling this a divisive time, which I think, in the grand scheme of things, where everything's always getting better. Actually, but I want to talk about that. Because I think there's a hilarious think, point there. I don't know that they are bedfellows so much in that they agree on everything. I think they are bedfellows in that. They have, if there's a Venn diagram of kind of overlapping interests, mm. like, hey, if you if if I'm Black Lives Matter and Antifa is going to show up and fight fight the man, mm. and I see the man as a problem, by all means, Antifa fight the yeah. man. Like, I you, think that there's probably a lot more crossover um, than I'm you're sure, willing look, to. Hey, once once people establish ties with each other, who knows and whatever. But I think there is a there's. Where there's an element of Black Lives Matter that is, you know, middle-aged black women who have lost sons to police violence. Yeah, but see, that's not what it is, and though. That's not what it is. I think I think it is, and then I think there's another side to it where it's like, okay, you're the militant part of, of, this, of this movement, and you are essentially Antifa in, you know... In the, you're, you're where that Venn All right, you know what? Actually, overlaps. I just I, I'm I'm gonna walk back my last statement, and you actually had you have achieved a slight breakthrough for me in this sense. Look at that. I used to always get annoyed when people would talk about the Tea Party as something that was inherently white supremacist, racist, alt right, this, that, the other, whatever you want to call it. It used to bother me because I would say, look, when you really get down to it, the Tea Party was a movement away from a lot of the George W. Bush stuff that plenty of people on the left had problems with. Yeah. And it was about the fact that he was just as much a big government lib as basically anybody else was. And it was a rejection of the neocon stuff that, frankly, is bubbling back up now with all this, uh, you know, pulling out of Syria and potentially pulling out of Afghanistan and, you know, uh, military-industrial complex versus, you know, nationalism, whatever. So... There's plenty of reasons to, uh, you know, be wary of these these different aspects. But I I just have a hard time um, a- accepting the notion that, oh, uh, you know, this particular group is totally devoid of question because of past historical fact oh, vis-a-vis race. They're certainly not devoid. And this group is inherently 
something yeah. to question. Yeah, that's wrong. Because that's of wrong. That's their racist. ties to a certain that race. Is, that is, that's th- my that's point. Racist. That's my point. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's the... Oh, oh and that's what I was going to say, by the way. It used to bother me with, with the Tea Party thing when people would say this things. And I would say, look, it's about lowering taxes. It's about getting away from neocon. And it has nothing to do with any of that stuff. So I have to be fair and say that whereas Black Lives Matter probably organically and fairly started as a pushback against some of the over-militant policing and some of the problems within the policing community, which I don't have a problem with, I believe it's been hijacked, changed, taken to a place where it's more about white people inherently suck White people are inherently evil. Yeah, that's wrong. So and that's white that, people that's need to racist. be stopped. Yeah, that's racist. Um, I think what the reason that um, this happens is you have there's like a confluence of uh, of factors. Mm-hmm. So you have the 24 hour news networks, and to have good ratings, you need to get as many people watching as possible. And humans are, you know. To, to use like the, the Joe Rogan stuff, uh, inherently tribal. So the best way to get people watching is to pit the tribes against one another, right? Because then they have a reason to tune in to hear you talk about, you know, what the other tribe is up to today yeah, and what yeah. victories your tribe team A achieved. versus team B, yeah, red get, versus blue. You get an, an endorphin rush from it, whether you're you're hate watching or you're you're watching to cheer them on, and and then the reason I think that you see so much of it tilted towards being in support of what you would call left-wing groups, the you know the Antifas and the Black Lives Matters of the world, is that the, the people who are getting communication degrees and working in mass media right. are, by and large, yeah. people with uh, liberal leanings. So you're, the ratio out there of The preferred term outlets, is progressive. Yeah, is, is considerably. Like the cable news networks, you essentially – you got – you have what are there th- four that three or four that count? We have Fox News, CNN, so Fox News, MSNBC. CNN, MSNBC. Those are really the big three. Yeah, the others are all kind of ancillary to them. Right. There's like a News One Network or American News Network yeah. or something, yeah. which there's is conservative. News, there's News Newsmax, but those those are kind of I feel like efforts to balance right. the other shit out. So it's really two big networks are liberal, one to a much greater degree than the other, and then one is conservative and has wait which is the t- one that's a lot worse than the other oh, msnbc is so much worse yeah uh, i think that line's been blurred we, we're it, talking some it's some been, uh robin been, thick and and pharrell over the last uh, it's been blurred lines it's been blurred um but you i feel like you can although i guess tell. you're right like chris cuomo every now and then jake, Ta- so jake tapper will jake tapper every now jake and then tapper had so bad you're had right, a casio right. on the other day right. and he was asking her like Okay, so yeah, forty Wolf billion. Wolf Fletcher is just like brain dead yeah. now. So yeah, he just points at Max. He doesn't <laughs> do anything. But like Tapper was grilling a. Co- he's like, no, you're right. You're how right. are you going to get forty billion dollars? You're right. He's liberal, yeah. but he's not that bad. He's not an Cuomo's idiot. liberal, yeah. but he's not that bad. You're right. Um, yeah, MSNBC so, is just where the loonies go. You're insane. right. You're Rachel right. made out crying over things is hilarious. Yeah. No, you're I, right. You're right. She fucking. You're right. You see, see, this is why it's good, folks. This is why it's good to have. Mike, who's really, truly, he's clearly a libertarian with some, would you, I mean, how how would you describe your, uh, I mean, you seem to have some 
leanings to the right from a center position, but I mean, and then yeah. more, and then some to the left too. Um, yeah, I um, I don't know because I went to a liberal arts college, so obviously you know, didn't we all? Didn't I we had, all? I mean, I went to a, like a straight up like fucking small two thousand person yeah, yeah. like you know red brick buildings. Yeah, 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 and, you yeah, know, yeah. the uh, like, but you liberal arts. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so I. For obviously, from there you get a more left. Like I took a f- my for my English requirement, I took a literature and sexuality class with like a hardcore feminist professor. Right. Oh, my my uh, communicate my communications professors were like extreme liberals. So I got a lot of that. But then, like I served in the Marine Corps, I came from a relatively well off North Jersey town where obviously there's fiscal conservancy mm. there. And then, like I was kind of exposed to, uh, co- con- you know cultural conservatives when I was in the Marine Corps I met a lot of like Christians and stuff it's like oh like these are like these are these people aren't the caricature of of this that has been you know kind of sold to me by by the Daily Show which I still think is a funny show but just you know obviously I don't I don't catch it most of the time I mess up Back the old the old John Stewart Daily Show was yeah he was a little well, bit that better, was a right? very fun like, until the end when he got like just really angry especially during bitter. like during the Iraq War I mean that was a fun he was he did that yeah. shit like the Bush no, he administration was, he was hitting on all on all yeah, cylinders he was at that he time. was really at his peak but so like I kind of got I I've just had multiple different influences and then as you can see by the the bookshelf there's mm-hmm. a, a lot of uh, yeah Tom um, Tom Brokaw which. Yeah, got it. I, I missed that one, but yeah, I have it from. I mean, from Kumia to uh, to Broca and fucking yeah, it's there's everything in mm-hmm. there. Um, like I have a big fucking feminist book about the uh, the Salem witch trials. Like you know, hmm. you just gotta feed you gotta feed your brain with a bunch yeah, of different yeah, shit. Yeah, I love it. I mean, look, I'm all about reading. I would read the Salem witch trials thing, even though it's fucking feminist. I'm interested. Yeah. Um, but no, you know, you do all that, and then you know, going into Going into the 2016 election, I voted for Gary Johnson, and I donated to his campaign, mm-hmm. which worked out swimmingly. Yes, um, but I my feeling was, I would I didn't I knew I knew he wasn't going to win, so I was like, all right, if Trump wins, Chris, I thought Chris Christie was going to get a uh, a spot in in the administration. Mm-hmm. I was like, if that happens, legal marijuana is fucking. Out, like kiss it goodbye. Right. And I thought Jeff Sessions would do that too, and then it like it seems like Trump just kind of reined him in on it. Yeah, Jeff um, Sessions. I mean, like, let's be honest. Did Jeff Sessions really do anything as Attorney General? No. Well, uh, he kind of cracked down. He started the, the MS-13 crackdown. On okay, Island, that's fair. That. Which um, that's needed. That's but, for fucking yeah, sure. big time. Um, th- well, that's that. why when, is that? Why is Long Island so like so plagued by MS thirteen? Is it immigration from like a specific country or something? Uh, it's Central America. I'm not sure where. I don't know if it's like El Salvador. Yeah, or something. yeah, I think it sounds it's El right. Salvador. Yeah, uh, is Honduras there? Maybe Honduras. It's it's like I think it's like a handful, like Guatemala, El yeah, Salvador. Yeah, yeah. So so, but why though? Why Long Island, Brentwood, Suffolk County? Like, what's going on with that? Like, what is that? I don't I don't know what it, what it is that attracts them to those locations. Um, because you would think, I mean, most n- newcomer minority groups in the the in the history of the United States have uh, have traveled to urban areas because work is more abundant. You can sure. Start making your fortune, whether that. I mean, be I just feel like we got a lot of illegitimate. We have a lot of immigrants in New Jersey from Central yeah. American countries, or from from South America or Mexico, or whatever it be. Yeah, and we don't seem to have this same scourge of MS thirteen for some reason. Well, I, don't I know what that's all about. So I guess the first question is: is the 
is the gang predominant in a specific country or like cluster of countries? Well, I know El Salvador so say, is one of them. Yeah. So okay. So if it's say El Salvador and and whatever else, you may be getting the Im- the immigrant groups from El Salvador may be primarily going to one spot. They may have picked that. That might be their place to kind of settle. Whereas maybe you know we're getting you're getting more like in. In Jersey City, like if you go to Union City, right next door, is uh, Cuban. That's that's the big thing. It's right. a big Cuban town. Right. Um, if you know uh, Jersey City, fucking something else. Uh, I'm not sure. We have uh, what do I? Union City. Uh, Union City is Cuban. Yeah. Union City is outside of uh, outside. It's this. I think next after Miami, it's the the most like the biggest Cuban population right, right. in the country. Yeah, um, which is interesting. And then, you know, you go other places, there's more Dominicans, you go to other places there's more Puerto Ricans. Um Right, so like the Dominican people, uh population, the Dominican community has the whole Trinitario. Yeah, so gang. there are Trinitarios in Jersey City and right. all, all like North Bergen, all through the area through right. Newark and stuff. Right. So yeah, there might be one right next door for all we know. Yeah, it no, there absolutely could be. Um and but so That's a I th- comforting thought. I think it's I mean look a urban area yeah. um, shooting in the mall shooting in the food court but uh so I I guess uh, you know population groups settle in different clusters and then you know different patterns are going to emerge so if those countries where MS13 rules down there are sending people primarily right, to one part of Long Island, right. then that's just going to travel with them. And if those people aren't going, like, say, free, I think Freehold has, like, a shitload of Mexicans. Mm-hmm. Well, if, you know, the whatever fucking cartel, if people aren't from that thing aren't settling there with them, then nothing's going to happen. I'll tell They're you where Mexicans there's not, I'll tell you where there's not a lot of Mexicans. Wall, New Jersey. <laughs> Brick, too, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. So anyway, we've got uh, some other stuff to get into here. When keeping it real goes wrong, again, a Chappelle show reference, um, just this thing on Centoya Brown. I, 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 re- I want to tr- try to quickly get through these two because it's a very still racial discussion. OK, but I just want to mention this. This guy, Jameek Lowry, who died in Patterson, and had a live video on Facebook where he was saying, I'm paranoid, and you know he took too much ecstasy, and he needed water, and all this kind of stuff. He died at the hospital. Now it looks as though he may have had meningitis. Yeah. Um, what's really, really, really fucked up is like these hundreds of protesters, and the mayor, and the police commissioner, and all this stuff, they may have been exposed to meningitis, because they were around all these people that had seen the body and, and been knew the guy and all this kind of stuff. So, again, it's fucked up, but because they rushed to judgment, potentially, still trying to decide what happened and figure out what happened, uh, that this guy was killed by police brutality, they may have exposed themselves to meningitis. That is definitely when keeping it real goes wrong. I mean, it's it's fucked up. <laughs> it's a Chappelle is, show wow. reference. It's 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 wrong. It's it's mean. They all got spinal meningitis and died. Yeah, because they were fucking protesting, you know, alleged police brutality when the dude basically actually just strung out on ecstasy was minutes from death with the whole meningitis thing. Allegedly, allegedly. Um, Centoya Brown is a girl. She's 30 years old now, woman who, when she was 16, was being pimped out by some, you know, R. Kelly, allegedly, type scumbag who was her, you know, pimp. 
And um, some man where she lived, I think it was in Missouri or something like that, um, paid for her services as a as a prostitute. And while the guy slept, she took money from him, I believe, and she shot the guy dead, shot him in the head. So she went to prison. And a lot of people, there's a, there's a there's an outcry um, on behalf of this woman, Santoya Brown, and the it was in Tennessee, I think, actually, and the governor grant, granted her clemency um, because the the argument is she was a child prostitute, she was forced into sexual slavery at a young at a young age, and that she basically like I guess can't be held accountable for what she did. And, and there's also some kind of like, uh, you know, the guy got what he deserved for being a John type thing. Now, look, I'm not going to sit here and, and just like with, um, you know, the R. Kelly thing, I'm not going to sit here and deny that anybody who abuses a child and does so in a sexual way obviously needs to face consequences. There's no question about that. However, if in fact, let's just say for the sake of argument, this guy thought that he was paying money illegally granted for a sake of argument, 18 year old, 19 year old prostitute. And he brings her back to his house and they do whatever and money's exchanged and this, that, the other. It's not okay to then put a gun to the guy's head and kill him while he's sleeping and take money from him. Like, in other words, you, you can't just absolve somebody of taking a life in a violent robbery slash murder because of something that was, happening now if the guy was causing her like you know again if he was her pimp or something i think you'd be in a much more gray area that's what's so sad and tragic about the story of course she's a tragic figure because she was caught up in all this kind of thing but i I just i have a hard time saying yeah you're you know what she was abused so it's okay that she murdered this guy i i that's where i can't get to and it seems like a lot of people are already there and i just think that's really crazy i think that's really crazy to me um, so I think there are a couple ways you can look at this. You can say, I mean, she's 16. The, the life, I can't imagine the life of a teenage prostitute is a very good one. Um, probably the kind of thing, uh, and remember, you know, your brain's not fully developed until you're about 25. So I, I wonder what the decision-making process for, uh, a 16-year-old child prostitute um, who's probably being plied with various forms of, you know, booze, drugs, whatever, to keep her loose enough to, to fuck all day, is um, do we know if this guy, you know, first of all, you know, I guess the question is, did did he abuse her? Because some of the articles I've seen it said that he, he had abused her um, and she just killed him when he fell asleep, and part of the reason for that was that he had... He had abused her. Yeah. Um, See, I think that that's where, and again. Which I'm, probably, if you're, you know, what we would just call the system, uh, it would make you more inclined to uh, to be lenient. Yeah, and no then, question. Uh, zero question. So, but from what I've read, and again, I'm not an expert on the case, I think there's some misreporting where her pimp may very well have been that classic piece of shit, abusive guy who kept yeah. her under his thumb with physical and other types of violence. However, from what I've read, this John, still in, in various ways a criminal, right? Yeah. Was not physically abusing her, but had in fact transacted with her 
per what our profession was at the time. So, right, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Mitigating factors are all over the place with this. However, that's where I think the problem is, is that there was a documentary done that included this woman's story. Yeah. And people conflate different aspects of people's lives when they hear a a 30-second story that's part of a bigger documentary where they say, oh, but the woman was abused by this guy. Wait a second. From what I've looked at, and again, feel free to correct me and tell me I'm wrong. I don't, I don't, if I don't you happen know. to be listening to this and you know, no, email me at flippingoutradio no at gmail.com. Let me know I've, where I'm wrong. I've, I've literally, but I think it was yeah. some guy who basically was the one who drove along on the street, said, yeah, that one, gave his money, and then, uh, you know, he ended up dead um, as a result. That's where maybe you're right, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, or even if you're making that point, I don't know, but I don't necessarily think that was the same guy that was abusing her other than the fact says statutory laws exist this that the other thing yeah you did abuse her yeah i i've only read the usa today article so i don't you know you well they're not exactly a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a fucking skim yeah um but i guess the other way i was going to say to look at it is so you can consider all of that when saying like oh like you know why you know, was this was this in would the reasonable person say she was justified in killing her? Like I said, like, uh, you know, abused teenage hooker, whatever other mm-hmm. fucking, like, multitude of things might prompt her to do something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And if you're a judge, you might say, well, okay, then I, yes, in that, in the moment, to her, it would have made sense to shoot this guy, and I don't know if that's the case. But I, th- I think there's the other way of looking at it is we have a legal system, and it's, what good does it do us if at the age of 30 this girl who was a, again living the life of a teenage prostitute and you're in you exist in a different world then it's sort of yeah, a, it's I, I sort see, of a jungle for a teenager I get it I understand of, what you're saying all right, I, think of yourself as as a teenager and imagine if you were being being whored out by a violent criminal, and if you didn't come back with a certain amount of money or whatever, you got the shit beat out of you, and you're just getting run through multiple times a day. You might do something... This could be her doing something uh, rash and stupid and completely wrong. Maybe she absolutely was in the wrong, but I guess the question is, how long... What good does it do society if we keep that person behind bars? For I guess you're I guess you're right. Long. And I mean, I guess I can understand why a judge would be swayed or the governor would be swayed or, or a parole board would be swayed. I guess I can understand that to me. It's just like, wow, you weren't like it wasn't like you accidentally shot somebody in the head while they slept. You put the fucking grip up to the dude's head and squeezed the, off the around. Grip, that's very, very Essex County. Of very you. Essex County. I mean, my Essex County's coming out right now. Yeah, you know, I mean, not only not only did you grab, not only did you grab the money and leave, which fine, whatever, but you you buried a slug in the dude's head while he slept. Yeah, you weren't ten. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Again, yeah, I guess I can see both sides of it if I'm truly fair and if I keep an open mind. Again, yeah, I mean, but it's just like you you put you shot the dude in the head while he was asleep. Yeah, and uh, again, like I think. You know, the life of a teen prostitute okay, is, is fine. different than... And maybe that's fine, I but I mean, you know, most of the time I'm not down with letting people who kill somebody out of jail. I guess that's just the way I look at it. I, yeah, see, I think they're, I think they're again, different types of, of killers. There's, you know, the, the Jeffrey Dahmers, the Timothy McVeigh... That's who, fair. People who go out and they kill in cold cold blood with 
um, with intent, whereas a, a teenage hooker is is living sort of a a life where she has to she's she's fighting to survive until uh, until the next day. And under those circumstances, I mean, again, what what good does it does it do? Is, is she probably gonna go out and do this again? I would I would doubt it. Like we could. You could take someone like this and find a way to make them a productive member of society. I think when you do something like that at the age of, of 16, we, we probably still have a chance. Maybe. You could be. Like, if you're a hardcore gangbanger, I kind of see keeping you keeping you on ice for a while. But I think someone who's been just repeatedly abused for for a chunk of their life and, and you're doing that, it just, what, to, to what end do we keep them in a cage? At our expense, by the way, it costs us money to keep them there, and then um, I, she she was she had a life sentence, so she wouldn't have gotten out. But some people will get out after lengthy terms, and then it's like, all right, so what what the fuck did we get? No, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's that's definitely uh, something that I've given myself a lot of time to think about in the past, which is how much are we actually accomplishing something through the whole legal system and all this kind of, I guess I, I I don't know I, I just I get to a point where I say wait a second she sh- shot somebody while they were asleep she wasn't 10 again we've made our point we'll move on um some less heavy topics to close things out can okay. we do that yeah is that fine yeah. I have some extreme guilt over my good buddy um Matt Pierce Boy Pierce is his hip hop name. Um, he's he's a marketing guy, but he's he's my age. We went to college together, but he's into hip hop, and he's a he's a, a, a YouTube rapper. Uh, you know, whatever he, he has. Yeah, I've certainly heard videos before, that he's yeah. done, and 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 had some success with getting picked up by Barstool and all this yeah. kind of thing, little parody videos and stuff. He's had a recent run of success with this Nick Foles video that he did last year. As a matter of fact, and it's starting to make the rounds again because Nick Foles is clearly, you know, here we go again. Yeah. Um, Now, he made a second Nick Foles video before the game last week, and it, you know, started to pick up some steam and this, that, the other people are sharing it. He's, you know, he's he's not he's not the biggest Eagles fan in the world, but he's an Eagles fan and he's from Wilmington, Delaware. So, you know, he's um, and now he's made a third Eagles video. Nick Foles. Now, I have always, in the past, been very, very supportive of my buddy. I mean, I'll like anything I come across on Facebook, on Twitter. I'll retweet it. I'll share it. I'll this, that, the other. I'll ask him to come on the podcast and talk about it and promotion and all this kind of stuff. Anything I can do in my little mini reach that I might have, I'm going to try to help this dude. I just can't bring myself to like those... No, nor should you. I just can't do it. I I can't like them. I can't share them. I can't do it. One of my best friends. Am I a bad friend for doing that? No, one of my best friends is a hardcore Yankees fan, and he's married already, and they got engaged in uh, Paris. Um, But if he had proposed to his his wife at a Yankees game and they had, like, taken the picture and stuff at Yankee Stadium – I would in no way would I like or congratulate on that Facebook <laughs> post. I just, See, that no. goes, I feel like that goes even a step further. Yeah. You're not even willing to congratulate their, you know, pending nuptials no, you based off the a, Yankee you Stadium have to be connection. You a man of principle. Yeah. yeah all right, good. Important. Good. Um, all right, moving on. 
because you, you, I feel like you absolved me of my guilt, so I'm going to move on. Especially yeah, as a good. Cowboys fan, you're like a yeah. decent like third party arbiter. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, that's uh, we are uh, we are pretty. Hated. Yeah. Uh, okay, Jessica Simpson um, is. I've not seen her of late. Now, okay, she's apparently pregnant, and she's also huge. I mean, is I, she? Oh, let's get a look. I mean, when I say when I say she's big. I'm not even, I'm not exaggerating. I mean, look, I'm not even trying to hate right now on Jessica Simpson. I'm not even going to sit here and tell you that she looks ugly or gross because, you know, again, different people are into different things. Frankly, I thought she was actually a little skinny. Something about, um, something's going on with her foot. Yes. She shared a picture of a very swollen foot. Yes. She's so heavy and, and so pregnant at the same time. That she's got like extremely swollen ankles or whatever. Now, is this is this a recent picture? What her? Oh yeah, this is her pregnant here. She's she's massive. Her tits are fucking huge. Yes. So here's the thing. She's huge, wow. huge tits though, like massive tits. I'm grossed out by pregnancy porn, but I I want to suck on her tits. Yeah, you want to suck on her tits, I want, right? I want to be like in there. So. Here's the thing. I, I, the only reason I bring it up, I'm not trying to God, fat shame her. I'm not good. trying to say anything she about. She actually doesn't look bad for pregnant. No, no. And look, I really, honestly wanted to make the point that she's she doesn't fat look ugly. Before, but she doesn't look bad for pregnant. She's just huge, though. She's kind of a. I feel like she's kind of a. I mean, she's obviously been very skinny before, but she's like a big featured person. So I guess if you're like that, you're gonna get. Like, I've seen her before when she wasn't pregnant and was fat, and I was like, whoa, that's bad. But this is, uh, I don't think she looks, I think she looks like what I would expect her to look like pregnant. Hold on, but here's the thing. My point is just to say that to go. Are they going to stay the same size after she has the Maybe, maybe. She'll have to have back surgery. That's great. But to go, here's my point, okay? To go from Dukes of Hazard. That point where she had basically, where she was like killing herself in the gym every yeah, day, and then like she looked amazing. Yeah, when she. But was to with go Lache- from that to where she was with like Nick Lachey, right? But how, my point is just to say to go from that to what she is now is beyond shocking. I know, well, shocking. You when you sent me this, like that word sometimes gets overplayed. But I really, when I saw her on the television screen, I was just like, oh my god! When- and again, I'm not trying to hate. I'm not trying to talk shit. It was more just the pure shock value I had to discuss here today. I really did. Um, when you sent me uh, the show prep material for this, when you said that, what actually popped into my head was fucking Amy Schumer mm-hmm. has gotten, like, bad big. Really? Yeah. Let me uh, let me see if I can pull up. Uh, I did not realize that. Amy Schumer's instance. I actually have a note from Amy Schumer uh, or a note about her. On the little random notes. I mean, she's so she's pregnant, so it's like, you know, it's pregnant big, but also like rough. Oh, did she delete it? Come on. I wonder if she took it. So she got fucking huge, though. Amy Schumer kind of hilariously spiked the football on Twitter or Instagram or whatever and said, no one's signing up for the NFL Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, I love that. And when, that it might be because of her having called attention to how, how she, no one should. Oh, and then, like, shit. Travi oh, Scott. 
Is that how you say his name? Um, hold on a second. <laughs> is it Travis or Travi? Hold, hold on a second. This is Amy Schubert. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Poor Amy. You want to give her, like, a pass because she's pregnant, and I get that, but, like, she got, like... Yeah. But but And you know why I make fun of it? And it's not because I would normally make fun of a person because of a fucking weight thing, because I think, honestly, that's kind of dick. I make fun of her because she leaned in to this, uh, this attitude that's, like, pervasive now, where it's like, oh... You don't have to take care of yourself. Yes. Like, it wasn't... It was that she... It's that she's been an advocate for... Oh, it's fine. You don't... No, you don't have to take care of yourself. Yeah. It's fine. No, you're absolutely right, man. If she was, like, posting shit on Instagram, like, where she was, like... Uh, just trying to, t- trying to take care of my body, trying to, like... But see, this is what I'm fucking talking no. about with the whole transgender thing, right? Yeah. This is where it brings it back to me. Um, It used to be... Accept yourself for who you are. Do what you want. Dress how you want to do. All this kind of stuff. But accept your accept your body for what it is. Now, with the whole like you know uh, fat idea, I read an article where somebody was saying, rather than doubling down on the norms of New Year's resolutions that say people need to lose weight, let's move pa- <laughs> let's move past this notion of you know, judging people for their weight or whatever. And I'm like, wait a second. Wait a second. First of all, there's reasons why people One, it affects appreciate. My f- it affects my fucking health insurance just first. Right. That's exactly first. right. That's exactly right. The premiums are going up because yeah. everybody's so fucking heavy. Second of all, am I in shape? No, right now I'm not. I'm not necessarily obese, but there's there's a fine line between... Everybody can just do whatever the fuck they want and never be judged whatsoever for eating a you know can full of Crisco versus, hey, you're being a dickhead trying to point out that this person has a few extra pounds where there's no fucking reason to do that right now. You know what I mean? It, totally, totally different issues that we're talking about. So I have a problem where society wants to say, oh, uh, it, it can definitely be mean to call attention to someone's weight problems. So we're no longer going to acknowledge that there's such a thing as weight problems. Yeah. As I see it, you should be, I have no problem with you making those bad decisions, but uh, you should not, you're not beyond ridicule. No, you're definitely going to potentially feel shame for the making of those bad. decisions. Yeah. If you're going to crown fried at three o'clock in the morning and getting a Jamaican beef patty and some wings and a soda, people are going to look at you a certain type of way. Um, and not like if I see you, if you're the the 300 pound guy at the gym who's on the recumbent bike trying to do something with himself, and he's working a sweat, and he's like doing it, I cheer for that guy. Right. What I don't cheer for is people who are out there advocating for like sloth, which again, which I you I don't have, if you want if that's what you want out of life, fine. But I think it's absurd and disgusting that people do that. And then if you try to steer people in the other direction, like no, just eat fucking meat and vegetables. Like, right. Don't shame them. If they want to, if they want to eat ice cream, they should feel good enough to eat ice cream. It's an ice cream kind of day. Uh, it's fucking absurd. Um, I almost fell off the chair at the ice cream part of that yeah. type of day. Um, oh god. But uh, yeah, again, the 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 trans thing only bothers me in so much as 
I don't like the like that guy that was shouting in the video. I don't like I don't I don't like anything that violates the fucking yes another person. Like just all right, get out of my f- do it and go on with your yeah. fucking day. Yeah. Um, okay. Don't be militant about it. C- couple final things here before we go. Uh, get out of here for the week. Um, remember last episode we talked about how third party apps are in fact listening. Oh yeah. I read an article and I think it was Vice. Yeah. Where they basically said, yeah, that's totally a thing. Yeah, definitely. And the guy, like, ran an experiment where he was, like, saying, you know, into his phone, go back to school, thinking about going back to school, go back to school. Yeah. And he got, like, you know, advertisements for fucking universities and local, you know, community colleges and shit. Oh, without a doubt. So that shit's happening, just so you guys know. I'm going to walk, I'm just going to walk around saying big black dildo, like, once every every few minutes and wait to see if my, my Facebook feed gets filled with like, dude you gotta let us know now if you get big, big black, where's your phone big yeah, black dildo big black, big black dildo. dildo big black dildo you know what i need for the dinner party tomorrow <laughs> is a big black dildo <laughs> and now i'm gonna get an ad for fucking hors d'oeuvres uber so i can get to the party at right. romantic depot so i can yeah. buy a, a big black dildo exactly um okay a couple <laughs> final things before we get out of here um this was very very uh bothersome to me uh this article w- was talking about how um this OBGYN has to counsel her female patients on the notion of consent in uh, adult physical this? relationships this is a doctor who's in queens she has to tell them she has to counsel them on the notion of consent potentially especially when it comes to pregnancy She says uh, a patient confided in her that the man she had been seeing for two months wanted to get her pregnant, and she didn't know how to prepare for a child. So the OBGYN asked her if she wanted to be pregnant. The patient, taken aback, said no. The doctor... Why are you fucking getting pregnant by this guy? The doctor said she didn't even realize she had that option. We wound up putting her on birth control that day. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. But but my my point is, what the fuck are you talking about? She didn't realize, what, like, as in she doesn't understand the birds and the bees. Well, are we really walking around in a world where I don't know where adults that... that are going to the OBGYN? No, I don't know if. Um, I I mean, I wonder if when she says she did. This was know... a twenty-two-year-old woman, by the way. Yeah, I I mean, but I wonder. I think what what they're getting at is she didn't know she had the option to say, say to the guy, I would not like to bear your child. Why would she not? uh, That's what I don't understand. Why would she not have, why would she be unaware of the ability to say that? I think what they're saying is Does she not know the English language? She was, no, I mean, I guess, I mean, from a, from a social standpoint, I guess it sounds like this person through... I mean, uh, bad upbringing, bad education, or but just she being, said she didn't even know that was an co- option. A complete. She didn't even idiot. realize she had that. No, no, option. no. I don't think she means the option of birth control. I think I think they mean the option of being like, no, I in fact I I would not like. I've been dating you, but that does not mean I will carry your child. I think she doesn't. She didn't know that she could tell the man she was dating. Like, I think... That's even more troubling. Th- that, yeah, and I think that's uh, hence the, uh, probably hence the uproar over it. 
I think if you told if if it was like yeah, she, but I I mean that's like what what do we talk? What does that mean? Like she's like she's in like some Orthodox Jewish relationship where she can't tell the man that no I no I will not give birth to your child. Yeah, I mean I guess there are people who are, who are socialized to believe that. I mean, what have we been talking about this in, entire episode? Pretty much has been different people are socialized in different ways, and the influences that you have growing up wherever you come from are going to shape you know what you know of the world as an adult. So say you grow up in a place where there is no adult who teaches you that uh, to carry someone's baby so, is a decision that the two of you make. If you just think, if you just grow up and seeing young women carrying babies and maybe the guy's there, maybe he's not, but no one ever fucking told you how any of this works, we, you we, might just assume that when, yeah, that's what happens when you become, you know, 22. The guy you're dating says... Time to time to jizz inside of you and make a baby and and that's what you do and then you're at the doctor and you say that that's what's gonna happen and the doctor says is that what you want and you're like oh I didn't know I but was who, allowed but to say what twenty two year old woman in two thousand nineteen doesn't know that she can take birth control this is Queens yeah I would imagine there's a neighborhood or two in in Queens where I don't think it's a matter then of what, knowing then why you do can we take, even have public like education I don't know if it's a matter of Knowing you can take birth control, well, I, I think the that's that that is a big problem with public education. It's this shit's not getting. T- there's well, we, a lot of things. They don't have health not, class anymore. They what? Who who the fuck knows what? I don't know what an underfunded, you know, urban high school is is teaching. But look, I mean, I'm sure they have the yeah. time to teach them the fucking birds and the bees. But who know? I mean, what are those classes like? It's like the gym teacher, the same guy that teaches. Well, okay, you so then I'm so I'm like back to square sudden. one, where I'm just as baffled. So like, there's people out here that don't have any idea the way like that shit works. Yeah, I think there are. I think there are a That's lot. That's fucking frightening. I mean, uh, so the Marine Corps is an interesting example of this. There are guys who you get them at boot camp, um, and they're from super rural fucking Alabama, Alaska, wherever, and they don't. Like muscle how, shoals. They don't know how to perform basic uh, hygiene. Like brushing your teeth uh, a couple times a day is a foreign concept to them. Um, and they come in with, you know, ter- their you know, dental hygiene is just in shambles. Mm. Uh, so different, again, like we said, different experiences are going to create different people whose brains function in different ways. And I, the way I'm reading this is she did not know that she was allowed to object to getting pregnant is what it sounds like. Okay, that's tr- that's um, certainly possible. I think I'm sure, you know, you can only go into a bodega so many times before you notice the Trojan Magnums behind the counter. Um, so I guess she probably thought that the way you go on the pill if the guy you're with says you can go on the pill and if the guy that you're with says that he wants to come inside of you and make a baby then that's what you do because that's what grown-ups do. Mm-hmm. Like that I would I would assume this is a a result of of you know every adult that she's ever had in her life absolutely failing her. Yeah, well, that's certainly possible and and I think there's actually probably a way that that's true and my original point is still like in other words I don't think those are mutually exclusive points, but anyway, um all right, let's close on this. Uh we both um tend to enjoy uh, what we call on this show uh, most of the time gardening. Yes, and I just uh, call marijuana. Yes, and and that may be. Is there any of the be... roach left? Or did you? Kill no, them? I was I was greedy. Ah, don't and, worry about yeah, it. I apologize for nah, that. Right. Um, but uh, I just thought we'd close with 
the fact that New York City's mayor, Bill de Blasio, has now um, stood up and thrown his support behind the legalization of recreational marijuana. Yeah, it looks like New York and New Jersey are going to get it right around the same time. But he's got some concerns. Uh, he's definitely got some concerns. And this was just one of my favorite sound bites, one of my favorite drops. Oh, do we have that? Uh, I pulled out of the uh, press conference where de Blasio was got, talking about we've his. We've got de Blas. Yeah, we've got a little. So sound. I say, brothers and sisters, we can't let big pot in the door. <laughs> yeah. He is just such a fucking tool. <laughs> so I say, brothers and sisters, we can't let big pot in the door. Big pot in the door. Yeah. <laughs> He's gearing up. Brothers and sisters, too. You know who that was? You know who? You know, he, he was dog whistling with that one. Wow. Oh, they can't let big pot in the Has door. Has anyone wanted to be b a black guy more than Bill de Blasio? No, no, no. No, certainly not. How fucking pissed is he that he has to look in the mirror every morning and see a white guy looking back? Oh, man, I'm done. I'm literally, I'm, my stomach uh, hurts. My stomach hurts. He's jealous of his kids. Oh, man. All right, well, listen, this has been great. Uh, nice little kickoff to 2019. The most American podcast ever created. He's Mike Montone. Tell him where you can get all your stuff. The, uh, the Savage Sack yeah, Tap and uh, Gary Moiler. Facebook.com slash The Savage Crew is where uh, most of the content lives. So that's kind of a good jumping off point. Uh, Twitter at Mike Montone. Instagram at Gary underscore Moiler. M-O-Y-L-E-R. And then my podcast, The Savage Sack Tap, is available at thesavagecrew.libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N. Uh, dot com um, and uh, yeah and then all of those places have links to all of the other places on them so if you find me in one spot you you, know, you can pretty much un unpack the whole fucking thing so check that out this is of course flipping out radio on radiomisfits.com I'm James Flippin you can follow me on Twitter at Jamadrop that's J-A-M-A-D-R-O-P heaven's very good is Charlie Appleseed still on the show? Rumpus time is over. The most American podcast ever created. Oh, here's your blessing. Oh, very unsettled because I'm a, a Cowboys we're broadcasting this from Mike's place for the first, oh, yeah. no well for the second time but now yeah, he's got a new a, setup a and all your Cowboys Cowboys. stuff is out at least the 1970s 1980s cheerleader that clearly has a hairy muff oh she's probably that just got a huge bush huge bush because that was in back but then let me tell you something the tales that bush could probably the tell. tales that bush could tell I'm looking yeah. at a poster of a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader This has been a Flippin' Out Radio production. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com.